A large portion of the Jewish nation has returned to its homeland, but the heart, soul, and mind of much of the Jewish nation are still in exile mode. This state of affairs must and will inevitably change. This is Torah Nation TV from Jerusalem, and we are speaking with the head of Machon Shiloh, Rabbi David Bar Chaim. Shalom, Rabbi Bar Chaim. Shalom. Why is Eretz Israel so central to Torah Judaism? The simple fact is that all of our sources, all the primary sources of Torah Judaism, the Tanakh, all the uh, teachings of Hazal, the Mishnah, the Talmudim, the Midrashim, etc. This is also true of uh, the world of Jewish philosophy, or many uh, sections, many periods in, in the history of Jewish philosophy, and in the world of Jewish mysticism, Kabbalah, and all of these sources, we find that Eretz Yisrael is essential and fundamental to the very essence of Torah Judaism. We see this, first of all, in the Torah itself, in, uh, in, this, in Sefer Shemoth, in Parashat Wa'ira. And let me read as follows. In Sefer Shemot, Perek Teth, chapter 9, Pasuk Kaftet, verse 29, this is where Paro, the king of Mitzrayim, uh, asks Moshe Rabbeinu after the plague of the uh, hail, which destroyed all that was in the field, including animals, etc., in all of Eretz Mitzrayim. He begs of Moshe to pray to Hashem and to put an end to this uh, terrible plague. Moshe Rabbeinu says to him, Moshe. Moshe said to Paro, I will leave the city, and having left the city, then I will raise up my hands in prayer to Hashem and pray to Him as you have requested. The sounds of thunder and lightning, etc., will cease. Then the lightning will cease so that you will finally understand so you will understand that all of the earth and everything that you see belongs to Hashem, that He controls all. The obvious question in this Pasuk is, why did Moshe Rabbeinu say, why did he have to leave the city to pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for this, for this thing? Hazal were uh, fully aware of this question, and they relate to it in the Mechilata on Sefer Shemot at the beginning. And they say as follows, This is where Mashem always spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu. He spoke to him outside of the city, not when Moshe Rabbeinu was in the city, in the capital city. Or perhaps that's not so. When Moshe Rabbeinu says to Paro, in order to pray to Hashem, I have to first leave the city. From this we can learn a kalwa homer. From this we can learn something that's very obvious. If in order to pray to Hashem, that Moshe turns to Hashem, he has to leave the city for this, uh, for this activity. To receive from Hashem, to receive prophecy, to be in communication with Hashem, that Hashem initiates, is it not even not more obvious that he must leave the city to do so? And Chazal continue, why was this so? Why did Hashem not speak to him, to Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was in the city? Because the 
city was full of idols and idol worship in Abu Dazara and this reality of, of idol worship and false forms of uh, worship to false gods is something which distances the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence. And therefore Moshe Rabbeinu had to leave the city in order to be in communication, in communion with Hashem. And even to pray, he, Moshe Rabbeinu understood that it was correct and proper that he should leave the city and in order to pray to Hashem. And then Chazal continue in the Mechilata, and it goes on to say, وَعَذْ شَلَوْ نِبْحَرَا أَرَتْ يِسْرَيَلَ هَيُوْ كَلْ هَأَرَسَوْتْ كَشَلَوْتْ لِدَبَرُوْتْ this sentence, or this statement, says, means as follows. And by the way, you should know, say Chazal. And that is why the statement begins with a uh, well, with, with, the, with the word wa'ad, not ad shaloni bhara eretz Yisrael, which is how the following sentences begin. Here it says wa'ad. And you should know, Chazal is stressing. Why is it that, uh, is, was it possible? How was it so that Moshe could receive prophecy from Hashem outside Eretz Yisrael? Is it... Is it not the case? Is it not obvious? Do we not know that Eretz Yisrael is the land of prophecy? It is Eretz Yisrael where a person can be in such direct communion with Hashem, but not outside Eretz Yisrael. So how was it possible for Moshe Rabbeinu to be in such communion with Hashem outside Eretz Yisrael? That is, this is why Chazal couched this question in these terms. It's true what you say that Normally, we understand that Eretz Yisrael is the only place where Nivu'ah, where prophecy, Dabaruth, can take place, where Hashem speaking to a person can take place. However, this is true, says the Mechilatha, only after Eretz Yisrael was chosen. In other words, this was true after Eretz Yisrael was, became the home of the Jewish people. From that time onwards, Eretz Yisrael becomes the land of prophecy, the only land for prophecy. That is what the Mechilatha teaches us. The Mechilatha then continues, But once Eretz Yisrael was chosen as the place, the site of Hashrata Shekhinah, the site where the Divine Presence would rest here on earth, from that point onwards, Eretz Yisrael became the only place for such activities. And then it goes on to say, Until Yerushalayim was chosen in the time of David the Melech, and then later Shlomo built the Midash in Yerushalayim, until that time, all of Eretz Yisrael was kishera, was possible to offer korbanot to Hashem, sacrifices throughout Eretz Yisrael. From that moment onwards, only from Yerushalayim is it possible to do so. But you see the difference. The Mechilata says, Ad Shalom Yifchara Yerushalayim. But with regards to Eretz Yisrael being chosen over all other countries, with regards to the first statement, the Mechidotna states, In other words, you may be surprised, how is it possible that Moshe Rabbeinu is able to hear and to speak to Hashem and be in such connection with Hashem outside Eretz Yisrael? Well, you should know this is true, but only from that time when Eretz Yisrael became the home of the Jewish people. And the correctness of this interpretation and understanding of what it says here in the Mechilatha is brought home and made crystal clear by what it says in the Midrash Tanhuma in a, a parallel text. We find in Midrash Tanhuma, Parashat Bo, Siman He, much the same ideas as we just quoted from the Mechilatha. And then the, uh, the Midrash Tanhuma makes the same point, but in slightly different words. And, and this is exactly how we can understand the true meaning of, meaning of a statement in one uh, place by comparing uh, the language used by Hazal in another place to express the same idea. 
And this, the difference in wording can teach us a lot. And here we see in Midrash Tanhuma it says, Lama Walama Nimseth Shekhinab Misraim. Again with the Walama Nimseth Shekhinab Misraim. Why is it? How is it so? How is it possible that the Shekhinah, the divine presence, was in Mitzrayim and was able to speak to Moshe? Is this not unusual? Is this not uh, the opposite of what we would expect? Does this not run against the grain of uh, Jewish experience and the reality of, of Nevoah, of prophecy here on earth? The Mechilata, as quoted here by Midrash Tanchuma, answers, and this comes to teach us, so we see that the Midrash Tanchuma is expressing the same idea, the same thought, and using different terms. And it even goes as far as to say, and how is it possible? How could this be? The answer is because this was an exceptional case. This was before Eretz Yisrael was finally chosen and fixed as the place of and connection and, and direct communion with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the same idea we find at the beginning of Sefi Heskel, Perek Aleph, chapter 1, Pasul Gimel, verse 3. It says, It came to pass that the word of Hashem came to Yeheskel in the land of the Kastim, in Bavel. And Chazal were very quick to point out that this was only because he had already become a Navi in Eretz Yisrael, and also because his Nevoah was for the purpose of Eretz Yisrael, was in connection with Eretz Yisrael. And Rashi quotes Chazal here in, in his Perush, and I quote from Rashi. Rashi says, Amaru Rabotheno, our Chachamim, our sages taught, this is in the Gemara in Moed Katan and the Tamut Bavli, Daf Kafhe. Because he had received such communication, had received prophecy from Hashem previously when he was in Eretz Yisrael, he was now also possible to receive such communication from Hashem outside Eretz Yisrael. But this was only because of his connection to Eretz Yisrael and because of the fact that this prophecy is all connected to what is going on in Eretz Yisrael. And this is why we find in the uh, Sefer Kuzari of Rabbi Yudha Lewi uh, in Ma'amar uh, Shani, Piska Yodale, the second section, uh, clause 14. Rabbi Yudha Lewi writes that Eretz Yisrael is the land of Nevoah, of prophecy, and only those who are in Eretz Yisrael or who are prophesying for the purpose of, for the sake of Eretz Yisrael, may receive prophecy. And he goes on to bring several proofs for this fact. And now we see, based on the sources that we've just quoted, that this is hardly a hidush, uh, this is hardly uh, an idea dreamt up by Rabbi Yudalawi, but rather this is an essential and obvious fact uh, and uh, a true perception regarding the Torah and the nature of the Torah and the nature of our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because it is only in Eretz Yisrael that the true communion with Hashem, a true connection to Hashem and a true understanding of Torah can be achieved. And, and therefore it comes as no surprise that Rav Kook, in many, many places in his writings, uh, makes very similar statements. In fact, in the first, uh, very first page, the very first section, in the uh, book known as Orof, the book here which is quite well known of Rav Kook, Rav Kook points out that the connection between the Jewish people and 
the Torah and Eretz Yisrael is such that it is beyond a rational understanding. It's not something that can be explained rationally. The connection and the communion between the Jewish people and Eretz Yisrael and those two things together, the reality of the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael communing with Hashem via the Torah, this is not something that can be understood in a rational manner, but that does not mean that it is not true and not objectively a fact. Just as two people who uh, feel a very special bond and connection to each other, a man and a woman who fall in love, this is not something which can be explained rationally, but it is still very real and makes a very big difference to their lives and to the lives of those around them. In the same way, the special connection between the Jewish people and the land of Israel and this reality, how this reality therefore uh, breeds a further reality of a true communion with Hashem and a true understanding and perception, a correct perception of the Torah in its entirety. This is something of a, uh, of a mystical nature beyond the realm of uh, rational explanation, and yet it is very true. And Rav Kook uh, ends that section by making the following statement. He says, the only way for the Jewish people to survive in the Galut, in Chutzlaretz, is to be focusing constantly on Eretz Yisrael, on their return to Eretz Yisrael. The moment this is removed from Galut Mo Judaism, that is also the death knell of Galut Mo Judaism. And he, and he says, that which keeps Galut Mo Judaism alive, to some extent, to whatever extent it is alive, and it is not fully alive, but it is there, it exists, that which keeps it going is the connection to and the uh, desire to return to Eretz Yisrael to a more norm normative, healthy, and, and uh, meaningful form of Jewish existence. That the existence of the Jewish people in their land, living according to the Torah and in communion with Hashem, with all these things coming together as one comprehensive, holistic, and very powerful whole, that is the Yeshua, that is the Gula in itself. Thank you, Rabbi Bar Chaim. We would like to encourage our listeners to share these podcasts with friends and send in your responses. We would also like to suggest the following opportunity to our listeners. If you identify with Rabbi Bar Chaim's message and would like to sponsor or dedicate a podcast in honor or memory of a loved one, if you would like to obtain Birkon, Nusach Eretz Israel, or invite the rabbi for a speaking engagement, please email us at office at machonshilo.org.